this is episode 679 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Krishnez, and I don't really have all that much to talk about, so I'm going to be playing and talking about Super Off-Road The Baja for Super Nintendo. I'm playing the ROM on my Super NT, and I'm playing it with the 8BitDo SN30 Pro Plus, which is nice and comfy, though I do kind of wish I had... The, the wireless controllers that Nintendo themselves are releasing because I just like as nice as this is I feel like I should be using uh, an actual SNES controller but I'm playing this game because my one friend recommended me this game and I forget what the other one was called uh, but it, the other one is basically just the precursor to Brawl Brothers and some other game because I guess there, there were three in this series, but they just changed the name of them for the States, or maybe also Europe as well. But the other game he recommended was this game, Super Off-Road the Baja, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to try out the ROM and see what I think about it. And I played a bit of it, and I'm like, this game is so stupid and silly, I like it, and it controls well enough, I dig it, and I bought it, I ordered a copy of it off of eBay for $6. And what it is is just an off-road racing game. Uh, and it, the thing I like about it is that like, part of the, the shtick of it or, or part of the systems in the game are that you are, you're racing down... I mean, there's like one path that occasionally branches. But in your way are dudes on ATVs and things on the side of the road, or like people on the side of the road, or animals that if you hit, you end up losing money. And why that's important is because you use money in between races, because it's like a, I don't know, it's a thing where you race a bunch of different tracks, and in between you uh, upgrade your car. Um, but everyone starts off with $100,000, I think, the first time I played it. After the first race, I ended up with like 67,000 because it's very easy to just run into these ATV peoples. The AI cars will just push you into them and they just like to, they just like to move in your way. And you know what? I can't help it. I, I also kind of like hitting them. It's, it's fun and funny to hear them scream every time you knock them off their, their stupid ATVs and you can run into deers uh, and sometimes it's hard not to want to do it. The one thing I hate about the controller is that, or the controls is that you use the A button to go, that is your gas, but then the nitro, so you have some nitro, you get, you, have, you get a fair amount of nitro when you start off the game. You get 25 canisters of nitro, but that is on the Y button, which I don't like. It should be on the B button, because the B button, I don't know if the B button does anything, maybe it's brakes, but why the hell, you, you have no reason to break in here. So using the nitro is cumbersome and doesn't feel natural at all. But I like the look of it, and I think it's just a fun little thing that's enjoyable for what it is. It's not going to, it's not a game you're going to play for hours on end, but it's something I'd be like, eh, I could go for 15 minutes of some off-road racing and have a good time with it. So yeah, if you, if you are watching the video and you think, this doesn't look too bad, try it out. 
You can try it out in an emulator, and if you want it, it's super cheap. I, I got it for like $6.50 on eBay, and they currently have 10% back in eBay bucks, so it's basically like 6 bucks. And you <laughs> I think they scream twice as well if you knock them off the car and then you run them over after the fact. I don't know if you lose the money at the same time. And I, and I didn't know what was going on at first when I started playing the game. I'm like, I keep losing money, but what the hell does that exactly mean? Am I, is that, does that count towards my rank? And I wasn't sure, but that doesn't, it just, the money. And it, the one thing that is annoying is that it does seem like the AI is, uh, they cannot at all run over the people on course, animals or whatever. Um, <laughs> the, the end of race music is real dumb too. But in between races, you have this time. Your little pit stop where you can upgrade your car. Maybe it's maybe you're fixing it. I don't actually know what the hell you're doing in this thing. But you know, you just you you put your money into things and then you know like I just put it willy-nilly, like I don't care. I don't know what any of this stuff is. I mean I know what it is, but just like you have lights and I don't know what the hell lights are for. Because you know, I've never driven in a dark area when you do <laughs> when you do jumps. You go, Riba, and it's ridiculous. Which reminds me, I finally got my Disney Movie Club movies in the mail. All six of them, including <laughs> including George of the Jungle, which I was able to get as my uh, $12 commitment title. Even though it shouldn't be included, I, I talked to chat, and they were like, okay, we'll add this to your order, and it was awesome. But I got those, and I've already put them all on... My old Plex server, which is nice. They look, they don't look amazing or anything, um, but they, they look way better than the DVD counterparts, which is great. And that's what I want. And I, I watched, I didn't watch any of them complete yet, but I did watch a fair amount of Saludos Amigos and the 30 Caballeros. And my, I, I love those so much. I mean, they're, they're weird and like, Saludos Amigos is one that I'm not, like, I didn't watch that as much as a kid, but The Three Capilleros I watched so much of. And it was the first movie that Disney dabbled with using uh, animation and live action at the same time. Uh, which is, you know, a cool little fact about it. But, like, watching it now, because one of the things I remembered about it and, and just watching it is like, this is so weird, and it's kind of weird for me as a kid to watch it, just, like, watching Donald Dunk, Dunk, Donald Duck in real life, like, salivating over human women in bikinis and everything and chasing after them. It's just, it's kind of weird. But it's just like, I don't know, there's, there's something about, like, I, I don't know if those hold up for people who didn't watch them as a kid. I don't know if kids these days would find any interest in them. But I, I get such a huge kick out of it still. I think it's very entertaining. The animation is great and holds up. Like, and the things they do with the, the live action mashup is, you know, it's still impressive today. I mean, there's a part where, um, Donald Duck is at the beach with a bunch of women and they, they're they holding like a giant sheet and throwing them up in the air. And when he hits the sheet, you know, it actually goes down like somebody's in there, but there's nobody, you don't see anyone else. You just see Donald Duck and 
like that for the time is like that's super impressive and it looks really good it, it looks like they're actually throwing Donald Duck up into the air which is cool I, I just I, I'm I'm excited about George of the Jungle like, I'm, I'm happy about George of the Jungle and, like cool run-ins and all that but I think I'm actually the most excited that I finally have a copy of those and I'm able to watch them again because like I've had the DVDs for the other movies I've been able to watch them and I'm I'm sure the Three Caballeros and Saludos Amigos have been released on DVD. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But I haven't had a copy in a long time. So being able to revisit those. And they, those look really good. Um, I'm sure, you know, video files would be like, well, there's this, this. And like, But from that era and just like me assuming how much work Disney has put into their uh, Disney Movie Club exclusives... I I think that it's pretty impressive looking. But um yeah, I'm like I dig those. They're pretty they're pretty cool. Um anything else on the the Disney Movie Club <laughs> uh, realm though. But uh I did like I- I'm going to have to do a video or a complete playthrough of it at some point. And I'm really disappointed that there's no like reproduction out there or anything. But I I've played just a bit of the Steven Seagal unreleased SNES game because you know you can get it. They have it you know ROMs for it. It is it is the most ridiculous, delightful, stupid thing. I just like I love it so much, and I just want to play it. And I like I want to own a physical copy of it because I like it that much. It's, it's super ridiculous. Like, you you can punch and kick, and the the name itself like if it was if this was the actual name they were considering for a good long while, it is just so stupid. It's called Steven Seagal is colon the final option. That is such a weird thing. I've never seen this happen in Super Off Road the Baja. Oh my truck broke down. Go a bit slower to avoid big hits. The race is up. Better luck. I didn't even know there was a. I didn't know that could happen. I ended up out of the race. And the dude, my dude, he got out of the truck. And then he had a little tantrum. So we're starting over with a whole new setup. I did not. Re- oh, <laughs> this is damage meter. <laughs> oh, I should have paid attention to that. So you can't just be super reckless. There you go. I've learned something. Can I heal my car in between races? Was that a possibility and I just didn't pay attention? Uh, that is what happens when you play a game while talking about a lot of other things other than just the game and not paying attention. It seems like running over people, though, doesn't do much damage to your car. Come here, come here. Oh, I missed him. But this Steven Seagal game is just so stupid. You can pull out a gun at any time. <laughs> what the hell? We got to accent way of saying that any time time uh, but you can pull out a gun at any moment and just shoot everyone and there's no ammunition so you just you have unlimited ammunition they seem to go down with one hit it's just it, it's so fucking stupid you just punch and kick everyone there I don't know what the point of it is I don't know how long it ultimately is but I really want to I want to do something with it because I think it's super cool uh, in the most ridiculous ways. But before I end this episode, because, you know, 
I don't I don't really care about any of the news that came out, the Apple event, whatever. They announced their street I don't know, their gaming service. I don't know what the hell it is. It's like five dollars a month or something. I didn't pay attention. There's like a new Frogger game and other shit. <laughs> but I don't care. And their their streaming service for video, again, don't care about not paying for that or anything, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and their new phones, whatever. The, the three lenses on the back look stupid as shit. And I just, I'm very happy with my SE and will be very happy with my SB, SE for a long time to come. But last thing I want to talk about is uh, I've been looking for a complete inbox copy of the Hyperstone Heist on eBay for a while. I just have a saved search so that whenever they show up, I get an email notification. I get to, I can look at them and watch them and if they end up in my price range then sure maybe I'll, I'll try to get them but I was watching one and it ended on Monday I think this is the the time frame the one ended on Monday and it sold for a hundred and sixty two dollars and fifty cents and like three dollars and something shipping and that is way more than it usually goes for as far as I know and it was just like I couldn't believe the the final minute or so how much back and forth was going on and how much the two bidders raised the price it was crazy to watch because i looked at it and i'm like this is a pretty nice copy of the hyperstone heist the manual looked very crisp and clean and it's one of the the better manuals i've seen maybe the best manual i've seen to date uh, so much that I, I looked at it. I'm like, this. I hope this isn't like a reproduction manual because it looks exceptionally good. But I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't want to spend more than what the MSRP was for a game when it originally came out, like you know, 60, 70 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, for this, I, I think I could go 90 for like this specific copy, or whatever. And I was already to bid 90, but then it just kept going higher and higher and higher. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not getting this one. And then the next day, another one sold for $80 with free shipping. And I'm just looking at it, I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? Like, they're both complete copies. The one that sold for 80 was in worse condition but not bad it was pretty good condition the the manual had like a, a fold to one of the uh, corners but it wasn't terrible by any means and I just I like I don't understand how one went for du over double you know just not that much over double but over double the price of the other option when the the quality wasn't like it wasn't twice as good in terms of the quality but it sold for twice as much and i'm just like i'm sure the person who sold theirs for 162.50 is like holy crap i'm i'm on cloud nine i can't believe that it sold for this much i'm just like i, I don't get it and it's funny too because i was looking at the one that ended up selling for 80 and i'm like after that last shit show i'm like which i where i was willing to pay 90 i'm like I'm not gonna put a max bit of nine into this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see how this one plays out. I'm just curious at this point. And you know, there are plenty of cop 
I'm not gonna say there are plenty of copies of the Hyperstone Heist, but complete copies of Hyperstone Heist are not something that come up, you know, ever ever so often. Like they're they're pretty frequent. It's not like Mega Turrican or something that will pop up more sparingly. And if you find one, then it might have like some kind of issue with like, oh, the manual has some uh, ink on it or something, etc. But um, yeah, I just like that is so weird. But currently now I am, I've got my eye on a Game Boy lot, original Game Boy lot, and I think that's where I'm gonna probably put my um, eBay gift cards into because I, I did get a, a cheap Super Game Boy Two. So I want to get some games to play on it. And the, the reason why this lot in particular has piqued my interest is because it, it has some classics like Tetris and Super Mario Land, but it also has the two Game Boy Ninja Turtle games. And I'm really curious to see how those are. I could, you know, emulate them and whatever, but even like, the, the Ninja Turtles for me are, are, are the kind of thing that regardless of the quality, I'm still going to want to own because I just love the Ninja Turtles to a a rational degree but I got my eye on that lot and hopefully it, it doesn't get too expensive I also like the fact that it has all, all all the games come in the plastic cases because for me the way I would store Game Boy games any kind of like Game Boy Game Boy Color Game Boy Advance etc because I'm not gonna bother wanting to trying to get those in in the box because those boxes were often thrown away and the, the price difference is exceptional um, but I would just put them in like, I just throw them loose in a basket. I don't need to display them in any kind of rack because that would take up a lot of space for what is essentially a pretty small thing. And I, I don't, I don't have to display them for anyone. Like there's no, no one or no reason for me to display them. It's not like, Oh, I want to show them off to people who come over. Like, no, I don't care. Just, I want them to be somewhere easily accessible and just I want them to be, be in a case so that they're protected to some extent but uh yeah I I'm hoping that I'm able to get that lot really pretty badly I really want that lot because I, I want to see what those uh turtle games are like and you know, I wouldn't mind playing Super Mario Land. I never, I never owned a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Color, which I got for uh, Pokemon Blue after playing a friend's copy. Uh, not like a, they weren't even really a friend, but they just they let me play their copy. And at the time, I was, I don't know, thirteen, I think, around there. And I was like, I am too old for this baby looking shit I don't have time for this I'm an adult practically I'm, I'm going to be playing around with stupid little pocket monsters are you out of your mind not going to happen and then I played it I'm like oh my god I, I need this I will play with these all day and so I ended up getting a purple Game Boy Color I don't know what happened to that one which makes me sad because I, I really I love that shade of purple and I love that Game Boy and I wish I had my Game Boy like I don't know what the hell happened to any of my handheld stuff prior to the DS. Don't know where my Game Boy Advance went. Game Boy Color. I do have a Game Boy Color now though. Like I've had one for a while because my friend gave me one that she, I think she found like a bunch of stuff in her grandmother's attic or something. 
and she ended up giving me the Pokemon Yellow one. So I got the the Pikachu one with Pokemon Yellow, which is you know it's all right. I, I would much rather have a plain one though as well. You know, and, and that one's in the box and everything, so really nice conditions. I, I like having it, and like to me, it's it's more sentimental just because it's from this friend who. Uh, you know, don't talk to all that much anymore, but they were very close and special to me at the time, and I still think very fondly of them. I have a, a little plushy, not a, a plushy, but like a little uh, snake, solid snake that they made for me. That is one of my most precious things. If, if my house was burning down, I'd be sure to grab that. Um, but yeah, I just like... My handheld collection disappeared, and that makes me sad. But like, I I, I didn't play all that many games because like I couldn't afford to just buy a whole bunch of things. I, on my Game Boy Color, I think I pretty much only ever played Pokemon Blue. I don't know. I may have had like some really cheapy like, oh, these are bargain bin games, but good games. I think it was only ever Pokemon Blue. And then I had a Game Boy Advance where I played not that much I don't think I played Area of Sorrow I played I played the Castlevania games and the Metroid games and that's like it and I think I got like the the Nintendo NES classics like um you know Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda and then some of the other stuff like that what was it Super Mario is it Super Mario Land 2 Super Mario Brothers 2 like there is some thing that is just Super Mario Brothers 2 for Game Boy Advance, right? I play that because I love. That's my favorite Mario game. I've said it before, and I'll always say it. But uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. That's I don't I don't have all that much else to talk about. And because there's like I said, not much news other than you know I guess Borderlands 3 is coming out or almost out or is out. I don't know. And the reviews are mixed or something. I don't know. I'm not excited about it. But, uh, yeah, I think that will do it for this episode. I'm also, last thing, I'm also keeping my eye out for a copy of Turtles in Time for SNES. Uh, of course, for SNES, but I'm going to get the fucking arcade board. You out of your mind. But uh, I've got my eye on a loose, in really good condition copy for 40 bucks, free shipping which I might pick up, given that you have the 10% back until the end of the day today. There's also a complete box copy that is in really good condition. It's currently at like 40 bucks. With It ends at, I think, 8.30 tonight, Central Time. And I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to explode, but I'm like, maybe it won't. So I haven't pulled the trigger on that other one yet. But uh, I'll likely get the, the loose one, because I, I want to own a copy of that game, and I, I'm not going to spend 130 plus dollars for a complete copy and that's a, a pretty good price for the game I've, I've looked in a lot of soul listings and what it regularly goes for and the condition is really nice so that's a plus um and like i said that 10 percent back makes it 36 bucks essentially so that's good as well and like if you use price charting i think that's the the url of it if you use that service to check out the value of the games. One thing to keep in mind is that any of the 
the average price. Like when you look at like what a, a game regularly goes for, loose or complete in box, etc., brand new. You have to keep in mind that with eBay, uh, what you're seeing is the price that it sells for, not including shipping, and that could greatly affect how much, you know, like what the actual average is, could be five to seven dollars different and that's just important you know if you're looking at like don't use that and be like okay well it all goes for this all the time so I see this listing and it's, it's a little bit more than I would like to spend because it's more than what this says it is keep in mind that that's not entirely accurate so don't miss out on something just because it's maybe a few bucks out of your price range because those few bucks may just be what it ends up regularly going for but yeah I would really like to own a copy of Turtles in Time, in large part because I don't I don't know if I've ever finished Turtles in Time because I was thinking about it. I don't think any of my local arcades ever had Turtles in Time. I don't remember playing it at any of my local arcades. I, I probably did, but I just I do not remember it at all. Um, they had the Simpsons arcade game. They had the X Men arcade game, but those are the only brawlers I really remember. They had a lot of fighting games, so you had. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Virtual Fighter. You had a lot of racing games. You had the Time Crisis games, but Turtles in Time, I just, I don't know if they had it. So I don't know if I actually finished it. I may have only ever finished good old uh, Hyperstone Heist a whole bunch of times because, of course, I had that for the Sega Genesis. But yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. I also, hopefully it fixed the issue because I noticed that there there was some noise every now and again in the audio in my recording and so I got a new XLR cable the same one that I got to replace my other old cable I got another one of those to replace the less old cable so hopefully the audio is very clean and without and lacking any kind of noise or anything like that because I, I noticed it popped up every now and again when I was scrubbing through the video so I'm hoping that that fixed because I don't want that I want, I want the audio to be as nice as possible and I've been really happy with the the cable I've had uh, so far so hopefully it's all good but yeah that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again I am your host Mark Krishnez y'all can find me on the Twitter's and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Saw, uh, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which just put up an episode today. So that you should already know that, maybe. But uh, good old Sean over there just uh, made up a brand new logo, and it's very, very cool. It's a fantastic logo, and you should check it out just for that. It looks great. I'm if he's not planning to make shirts of it at some point he is out of his fucking mind because it is awesome and I would I would wear that shirt I mean in actuality I wouldn't wear that shirt because I don't wear any shirts that have any kind of branding on them even like a turtle thing I just like nope not for me Uh, I don't want to I don't want to wear any kind of branding of any kind I'm like I'm not here to tell people oh I love this or that I'm just like Leave me alone. Let me wear my plain shirts. Uh, but yeah, 
<laughs> you can find this podcast at Pixelated Paranormal Podcast and Attack the Backlog on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them both there. Like I said, if you check out the video version of this here episode, you will see me playing poorly Super Off-Road The Baja for Super Nintendo. And you may look at it and be like, oh, that looks cool, because it is cool. But uh, yeah. You can watch them over there at youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day bye bye